The Feminist Coach Academy podcast is proudly supported by Perk Digital, helping professional and entrepreneurial women amplify their message, build their body of work, and leave a legacy through podcasts. For more information about how podcasts can help you build your brand, visit perkdigital.com.au. Welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are feminist life and biz coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals, practitioners, and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now let's get started. Hello. I just want to thank you so much for listening to our new podcast, Feminist Coach Academy. We are super grateful that you are here with us and a part of our community and choose to listen to us every week. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would, would you please rate and write us a review? That would be amazing. We already have had some amazing reviews and we really appreciate it. So for those of you who have done so, thank you so much. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you're signed into your iTunes account, search for our podcast, scroll down to where it says write a review and there you could do so. Okay, great. Thank you. So if you haven't gotten your free webinar for problems feminist entrepreneurs need to overcome in order to have a successful business, if you haven't gotten this free webinar from us yet, you're going to want to get your hands on it. Make sure you grab it. Go to our website, www.feministcoachacademy.com. It's totally free and you're going to learn the four problems that you need to overcome in order to have a successful feminist business. And we guide you to take action to make that happen. So there's a workbook that goes along with it. Check it out. So today's episode is all about being willing to uh, fail to create social change and we hope you enjoy. talk about something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about and I want to talk specifically about being willing to fail to create social change. So a lot of times we talk about being willing to fail and how to fail in order to have a successful business and to create kind of personal changes in your life, right? So you hear that a lot of the time. This episode today is specifically related to social change and integrating feminism into your work, into your business, into your life. The reason why I want to talk about being willing to fail to create social change is because I have noticed that there is a big fear of failing. There's a big fear of like not using the right terminology. 
There's a big fear of getting it wrong. There's a big fear of offending people and hurting people. And there's a big fear of being called out or, you know, being humiliated or, you know, whatever it is, right? There's a big fear of getting it wrong and making a mistake. You may be one of those people and you may not put yourself out there because of this fear. And so that is what I want to speak to on today's podcast. You know, creating social change and unlearning oppression, whether it has to do with sexism, racism, ableism, heteronormativity, classism, they're all connected, of course. No matter what it is, we have to be willing to fail. We have to be willing to be wrong, to get things wrong, to make mistakes. We have to be willing to feel our feelings, right? Without turning into fragility, right? There's a difference between feeling your feelings and and being emotionally intelligent and acting out of fragility, right? We have to be willing to learn. But how do you learn if you don't fail, right? How do you learn? And so a lot of times what people do is they just don't do anything. They just sit back, they don't say anything, they don't do anything, they don't try to make changes within their language and themselves and because they are afraid of what other people will think, they're afraid of getting something wrong, they're afraid of making a mistake. Here's the thing, there is no, you know, there is no one right way, right? I've said this before. But it's really, it's really true. But I encourage you to be honest. I want you to be honest with yourself. And do you really believe that that's true? Do you really believe that there is no one right way? Because if you are afraid of putting yourself out there, you probably think there is a right way. And you just need to find the right way. And you just need to get it right. So you want to be honest with yourself about, do you really believe that there is a right way? Or do you believe that there isn't a right way? And just be clear. And then you can begin to, you know, ask yourself if you want to hold on to that belief or not, right? And you can begin to explore what believing that is getting you, right? And it's probably not getting you very far. If you do believe there is a right way, you're probably not getting very far with what you want to be doing, right? Putting yourself out there with creating change and... And when I say putting yourself out there and creating change, I'm not talking about any particular way. Like, I'm not saying you have to be talking about all of the oppressions on social media all the time. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. There's a lot of different ways to create change. There's a lot of different ways to put yourself out there. But if you aren't putting yourself out there and showing up for yourself in the ways that you want then it's worth asking why, why not? What are you afraid of? Are you willing to fail, right? Are you thinking that there is a right way of doing things and that you just need to learn what that is and be perfect at it? We've been taught to be perfect. You know, we've been taught to strive for some kind of illusion of perfection, especially those of us that have been conditioned as women, right? We've been taught we've got to prove ourselves. You know, women of color especially have to like prove themselves even harder, right? Just to be seen as human. It's ridiculous, right? But this is what we've been taught by patriarchy, white supremacy, is like we've got to prove ourselves. We have to work, you know, 10 times harder um, than the white guy, for example, right? Like just to prove that we're worthy and valuable and all that. And we could never prove that, right? 
We can never prove that. And it doesn't need to be proved. But it's, it's what patriarchy's taught us. So it's understandable to have that conditioning. And we get to retrain our brain. Yes, we do. We get to retrain our brain to believe something different, to help us really live the way we want to live and create the changes that we want, right? So I, I hear a lot of people in my world worry about using the right language, especially when it comes to gender. And when I hear that, it's, it's understandable, you know, that fear is understandable. But also when I hear that, it makes me think that you're not willing to fail, right? That you're not willing to try and explore and explore through language, try on new language, try things out. You're not willing to get it wrong. Maybe there is no right or wrong, right? You're not really willing to make a mistake. You want to make sure you get it right first before even doing anything. And I want to encourage you to get it wrong and to make mistakes and to fail. <laughs> because that is the only way that you learn. And I want to encourage you to explore, to actually take actions, because that is how you learn and grow. You don't learn from just listening to my words on the podcast. You have to put these words into action. You have to explore for yourself. You learn from doing, right? It's one thing to passively listen to the words I say, and it's another thing entirely to go out there and try something, to put something into action. And so you might try something and someone might say, hey, that was not right. <laughs> you got it all wrong. You know, I kind of do this all the time. I will see people talking about gender who, and it's clear to me that they really don't know anything about gender. They haven't, they just, their level of awareness is not very high, but I give them credit for trying. I give them credit for trying to make shifts and trying to understand and trying to say something. And again, I'm not saying that you have to say all the things on social media all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But I give people credit for trying. And it's not that, you know, even though I gender conditioning is something I really studied, it's not like I am the person with all the answers or that like you need to get approved by me, right? I mean, there's certainly like, you know, different levels of understanding and awareness, but you know, there isn't one person out there who has all the answers and who's like the stamp of approval. There isn't even though I'm queer, non-binary, and, you know, I identify as a queer feminist, like my feminism is a particular kind of feminism that comes from queer theory that not everyone has studied and not everyone knows about, but that's like my particular feminism, even though that's what I subscribe to, the study of thought that I subscribe to. I know I'm speaking like in academic terms here. <laughs> that academic background still comes in. Um, but, you know, even though I do subscribe to that kind of thinking, there's plenty of other queer non-binary people like me who have different thoughts, who have different beliefs about gender, about feminism, about social change. So there's not one person that has all the answers or is like going to give you their stamp of approval. 
right? I mean, I definitely have degrees in this and I've studied it and I'm in, I am an expert to a degree in, in my field, right? But again, like, is there one right answer? No, there isn't. It's just about learning and growing engaging. That's the thing is like, it's not just about listening to the words and reading the books and reading people's social media posts. It's about actually engaging, taking actions, shifting your language, paying attention to it, shifting your beliefs, you know, um, thinking about your website copy, thinking about how you speak to your audience, thinking about what expectations you place on your children, on your partner, right? In relation to gender, right? And not just thinking about it, but actually like trying something new, trying out a new action, applying something new to your life, applying a new concept, a new idea to your life. And be willing to to fail, if you will. You know, fail, failure really just means learning. It really does. I know you've probably heard that a million times, but that's what it means. That's all it means. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. It doesn't mean anything that you don't want it to mean. You can make it mean anything that you want. That's the thing. Whatever you're making it mean are just optional thoughts. Failure is just learning. You know, I remember, oh, a couple years ago, I was, you know, I have, I thought I'd been paying attention and listening to, you know, what a lot of women of color were saying around, um, you know, paying them for their labor, intellectual labor and all of that. And I remember ta- saying something about that on my Facebook page And then I remember a woman of color who was following me and friends with me um, sent me a private message and said, hey, Cam, you're well-intended, but, you know, this isn't, I can't remember her exact words, but she was like, this isn't it, you know, (laughs) like, um, you're making it sound like, you know, we're to be pitied and blah, 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 you know, and she made her point. And I, I understood it. I was like, oh, wow, thank you for pointing that out. I think I understand what you're saying. And then I, I corrected the post. And then she came back and she said, okay, that's not it either. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I'm really not getting this, am I? <laughs> like, I'm really not getting it. And but she was patient with me and she didn't have to be, of course, and she didn't even have to point it out. Um, but I realized like, oh, maybe I actually don't really know what I'm trying to say here. Or maybe I have more to learn here. Or I'm, I don't regret that I put that out there. You know, like I wouldn't have learned that if I hadn't put that out there, if I hadn't tried, right? And I was willing to get that wrong. You know, and she is just one person, right? And it's not that she has all the answers. But, you know, I really took in what she, I really considered what she said. I realized that when I wrote the post, I didn't feel totally great writing it. Like, I, it, it just felt like I was just saying these words that I thought I should say, you know, instead of something that was like, truly genuine, right? And so I realized, yeah, it does kind of sound like a pity party kind of thing. And 
it's not the place I want to be coming from, right? I just thought, well, I thought this is what I should be saying, and so I'm going to say it. Uh, But now I realize, like, oh, and I don't have, like, a really great memory of what all was said and all of that now. But I do remember that that was a moment where someone, you know, quote-unquote, called me in. And um, in a very patient and kind way. And, and I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't let myself get down about it. And I didn't let myself, you know, say, okay, I'm a terrible person. Oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. Or I can never post anything ever again. I didn't let myself do that. I just, I was resilient. I was like, okay, I'm taking in this information. I'm going to assess the information. I'm going to make a decision for myself and I'm going to move on, you know, and moving on is like, not like I'm quitting. And it's also not like, oh, I ignore what this person says or no, fuck them. You know, it's just like, I'm, I've listened, I've assessed, I've made my own decision, you know, because you always want to make your own decisions, right? You always want to make your own decisions because that no one else is the authority over you. Now, of course, you don't want to be making decisions for other people, right? Like, but in terms of your action and what you're going to do, you want to make your own decision that is genuine and not shooting yourself, not from a place of shooting yourself because you think you're going to look better or someone will be happy with you or they will like you more. You always want to check in with yourself about why you're making the decision that you're making, why you're acting or not acting on something, right? It's, it's got to be genuine. And if it's not, then don't do anything right? I mean, if you genuinely don't care to shift your gender language, for example, then don't do it. (laughs) I mean, it's as simple as that. There's plenty of people who don't care about it, and they're not going to do it. But don't go, oh, I should do it. But like, if you really actually don't care to do it, then it's just you judging yourself, and it's not a sustainable change. And it's not creating effective change, right? You have to be into it. You have to be interested and curious, genuinely, right? And willing to fail, willing to get it wrong, willing to keep showing up, even if someone calls you out or calls you in, willing to listen to what people say, while also being confident in yourself and not being emotionally reactive and not getting depressed because someone doesn't like you. I mean, you can have all, you know, all emotions are neutral, right? And you want to feel your feelings. But if you're letting other people's opinions of you affect you to the point where you stop showing up for yourself, then that's a problem, right? That is something for you to work on. So there's a balance of listening to other people and still feeling confident in yourself still being able to manage your emotions without responding to other people from a place of victimhood and um, fragility, right? And I'm not talking about actual victimhood, like you are a victim of abuse. I'm just talking about like when someone says something, how do you respond, 
right? Do you respond from a place of emotional intelligence or do you respond from an emotionally reactive place? Really taking care of yourself and your mind and your emotions, right? So that's the key. And I was listening to um, Brooke Castillo's definition of confidence, which is being willing to feel any emotion. And I'm going to add to that without reacting, right? So confidence isn't something where it's like you feel confident 100% of the time. Confidence is being willing to put yourself out there, show up for yourself, and feel all the feelings that come up when you do that without reacting from them, right? So you might feel doubt, you might feel fear, you might feel anger, you might feel hurt. But the confidence is you're able to be with those feelings without letting them control you. And you are able to be with your emotions because emotions are going to come up. You're human. You are human. But that doesn't mean you need to constantly react from that place. Even if someone says a negative mean comment to you that's not fair, has nothing to do with you, it's still up to you how you respond to that, right? Whether you respond at all. It's that that's what unwavering confidence is. It's not feeling confident 100% of the time. It's trusting yourself to be with any emotion without reacting and being resilient. Keep showing up even when you fail, even you know, learning and unlearning over and over again. And that's what growth is. But putting the learning and the unlearning into action not just keeping it in your head or listening passively, right? But actually putting it into action. That's how you fail. And I encourage you to fail and fail and fail. <laughs> just fail. I fail all the time. Even at the, the stuff that I know intimately. I've really trained myself to not think in gendered terms, you know, and or to think of gendered terms very deliberately, right? And so it's rarely do I say, hey, ladies, or hey, guys, rarely do I even think that. Why? Because they've retrained my brain. However, I still sometimes say that. It still sometimes comes out of me. And I'm like, oh my God, where did that come from? (laughs) But you know what? I'm human and it's okay. It's okay. One time it actually came out on a call that I think I was even talking about gender. And I'm like, what just happened? (laughs) But I am willing to be with my humanity. I'm willing to fail even at the things that I know. It doesn't mean I'm a hypocrite unless I'm like, failing miserably all the time, right? Unless I'm like, oh no, you, you know, let's shift our gender language, but like, I'm not doing it at all. If I, you know, then you can call me a hypocrite. But there's times when we, we just, we're just human, but it's okay to fail and it's okay to slip and it's okay to be like, oh, that's not actually what I wanted to say. You know, because when we retrain our brains and we, we unlearn and try to relearn something new, it's a process and it's often a slow process, right? But in order for it to be sustainable, you have to keep practicing it. So 
like, especially when you're shifting your gender language, like you have to keep at it in order for it to stick. And it's going to feel totally awkward and weird at first because it's something new and different. And everything that's new and different, even if it's exciting and you want to do it, can feel awkward and weird. It's just because we've been taught and conditioned to use a certain language, to believe certain things, to do and act in certain ways. And so when we try to do something different, it feels a little awkward. But that's part of being willing to fail is being willing to feel awkward. Being willing to be in that space of weird and awkward and like, oh, you know? It's like when you move somewhere new and you're like, I wanted to do this, but boy, does it feel awkward and weird and where am I and what's going on? Or if you start a new job or, you know, or you're in a new relationship, it's exciting, but it's still kind of awkward, right? You don't fully know this person yet or the job yet or whether you like it or, you know, what's, it's the same thing with social change. When we're creating social change, we're creating something new and different. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird. It's your willingness to feel awkward and weird that is part of the willingness to fail, which will bring success. Now, success when it comes to social change is just being effective, right? And continuing to show up and put your beliefs into action on small scales and big scales. Not everyone's doing it at a big scale on a high level. You know, many, most of us are doing it on smaller scales, but that makes a big difference, right? It's like, even if just one person in your life was like, oh, you know, you're right. That is sexist. And wow, I never thought about that before. And they, they have that light bulb moment and they're going to, they change this one line of thinking, sexist line of thinking, right? And it changes their actions and then that changes their results, right? And then they're a part of that social change. Even if that just happens for one person, it's a big deal. So being willing to fail so that you can have those successes in creating the social change that you want and the social, the successes are not how many likes you get on a post on Instagram or comments or how many people open your newsletter right? That's not the successes. It's the people that feel inspired by you and influenced and take that and put that into action in their own life. And it's yourself. Yourself is a success. What you personally are doing to create the social changes that you believe in and that you want to happen. Because it starts with yourself, right? If you like, for example, if you want more gender neutral parenting, you've got to start doing that with your own child or in with yourself. Gender neutral parenting ourselves, you know, even if we're adults, you know, you've heard the term reparenting yourself. It's like the same thing, right? Gender neutral parent yourself. Now, I just use that as an example. I don't know how many of you actually want to do gender neutral parenting. It is challenging. I know people who've tried it, who still try it. And it's not a like, it's not that they're like 100% gender neutral, but they might be like 50% or 60%, right? Just to 
just to speak within percentages, but you know the, the society is not gender neutral. So you're still dealing with society where which has gender conditioning teaches us that, but you yourself are incorporating a different style of socialization. And even just a little bit of that goes a long way, can go a long way. So it's starting with yourself and creating the social changes for yourself and not just wanting to do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing because there is no right thing, but really being honest about what are the changes you want to be a part of. What are the changes you want to see in the world? And how are you making yourself a part of that in your everyday life? And are you willing to fail? Are you willing to learn and unlearn and get things quote-unquote wrong and make mistakes and have people call you in, call you out, and you don't have to agree with them? But are you willing to be with your emotions without reacting and having that confidence within yourself where you trust yourself to be manage your mind and your emotions. It comes back to that. <laughs> it all comes back to our mind, our emotions, how we're managing our thoughts in our head, the feelings that we're feeling, because our actions come from our feelings. We all act from an emotional place. That's why it's so important to learn how to be more of an emotional adult and to be emotionally resilient and keep showing up for yourself and for the things that you believe in. So go out there and fail. Let me know how it goes. Right there with you failing. There's so many times that I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try this. I'm going to explore that. It's what it's all about. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's fail. Let's succeed. Let's be effective. Let's create sustainable change and let's be confident in ourselves, love ourselves, no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter if someone else hates you or me, we love ourselves anyway. Before you go, make sure you grab our webinar, Four Problems Feminist Entrepreneurs Need to Overcome in Order to Have a Successful Business. In this totally free webinar, you will learn these four problems and we guide you to take action to overcome them. You will get a workbook alongside the webinar. Go to www.feministcoachacademy.com. And if you're interested in joining any of our current classes in Feminist Coach Academy, go to feministcoachacademy.com and you can sign up for any or all of our current classes. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe and rate and write us a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a beautiful rest of your day.